I mean, we know this is happening, not just in our province and in our country, but in our continent and, and, and around the world. It seems like every week we have uh, a story of some kind regarding a hate crime or something along those lines that's taken place in Alberta. It could be, you know, we had the wrecking of the Pride Crosswalk in Leduc last week. Um, a Quran was destroyed on the streets of Edmonton by a guy who poured a drink all over it. And uh, But those kinds of stories are the ones that make the news, right? But there are a lot of other actions that don't. They they, they happen and, and, you know, it's it's awful, but we don't hear about it. They still fall into the category of hate incidents or hate crimes, and there's a difference there, too. So let's get into that and find out exactly what the differences are and, and what we're seeing in Alberta, because it's, it's not good news. We're going to chat with Constable Matt Messenger with the Calgary Police Service's hate crimes prevention team. Constable, thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate your time. Oh, absolutely. Thanks for uh, having me on air. Let's just start with some definitions here, Constable. First, because there's a couple of different hate-related categories, I guess, right? Let's start with, with hate crimes. That's the one we hear about quite a bit. What constitutes a hate crime? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's important to, to first of all, differentiate um, hate-motivated crime versus a hate crime. In Canada, there is no such thing as a set hate crime. We deal with hate-motivated crimes, and it's important to note that any criminal offense can be motivated by hate, bias, or prejudice. Um, so really, you can take a typical assault, for example, and if the motivation of the, the offender is based on that bias or hate towards an identifiable characteristic, um, that would be deemed a hate-motivated crime. Okay, but that's different from... Um a hate incident, right? That, that that's something that, like you say, that there's there's different cat, I guess, categories, classifications, however you want to describe it. Yeah, a hate incident is it's basically the hate or bias without a criminal offense occurring. Um, typically, we see this in um, a great example would be a road rage. Yeah, there's necessarily not necessarily a, a crime involved, but some poor driving or what have you, and then one party yells some racial slurs at the other party. Um, that would be deemed a hate incident. Gotcha. Okay. What about, um, you know, like you say, in terms of crimes and the rest, but we see graffiti sometimes. We see stickers that are stuck up. There was a story about that in Calgary just last week. Where does that mm-hmm. fall into? Does that class, you know, meet the qualifications for a uh, hate-related incident or even a hate crime? Uh, it could fall into both. Um, honestly, it, uh, context is huge. We keep saying context is important. Um, different stickers or graffiti, depending where it's at and what, like, if it's Say it's a, um, an anti-Jewish statement graffitied onto a wall across the street from a synagogue, for example. We've had that in Calgary. Yeah. It could be, it could be seen as property damage within hate motivation. Whereas if the same graffiti was elsewhere in the city where it's not, we can't really prove it's targeted. It's just, it could be a pure random. It could just be graffiti. Um, or like I said, it could have that hate motivation. It could also fall under the advocating genocide, um, criminal code section too. And what again, a- certain, Certain types of uh, stickers and things we see, or graffiti we see, could also could also form the promotion of hatred. What when we talk about the criminal code, like you say, it sounds like it might, it could. There's this possibility, there's that possibility. Does our criminal code deal with this efficiently? Do we have what we need in terms of law? Um, what we have works. I mean, it, it's what we it's what we have. We can't do anything about it. Uh, I would like to see a specific hate crime section. I think it would be a fantastic um, thing to protect minorities or different identifiable groups and people. Um, but what we have is the criminal code, and that's what we have to work with. What's going on in Calgary? There's been an alarming rise, right? You, you're, I mean, this is the unit you work in, and you're seeing an increase in, in the number of incidents, correct? 
we're seeing a lot more files reported over the last probably three or four years. Um, that I mean, it's not just down to a rise in hate per se, but we're we're actively our team is actively searching for files in our system. We're we're out doing the outreach. We're we're encouraging people to report hate. Um, a lot of the files we see, we review them and aren't necessarily a hate incident or a hate motivated crime. Um, the, the, it could be the victim may think there's an element of it, but once we interview, investigate it, there's nothing there to it. Um, but like I said, we are doing a lot of outreach. We're in the schools, we're in the communities, we're out there in the in corporate worlds. We're doing a lot of internal training within our police service too to make um, our frontline patrol members more aware of things. Um, so yeah, I think we're doing everything we can internally to to dig up work and dig up files. One thing I'm always interested in with this sort of thing is how, uh, I, I guess it's maybe certain personalities, political figures, influencers, whatever, how they manage to guide their followers to to new things to hate. I mean, not to say that racism and, and xenophobia are always, I mean, they're always there. We know that. But it seems to me like different things seem to end up in the spotlight. And I imagine you can recognize that perhaps more than anybody else in terms of what you're responding to, the kind of calls. Because, I mean, for a long time, it was Muslims, right? Muslims were the target of hate crimes repeatedly. Still are, sure. But now it seems the focus has switched completely to LGBTQ issues in the last, I don't know, not even a year. Suddenly, that is the the target of anybody who's angry about anything. Do you see how it sort of moves from one particular group to another? Yeah, one thing we do see is that when things happen across the globe, um, our files are very much driven geopolitically. So, yeah. for example, um, when the conflict between Russia and Ukraine broke out, we saw an increase in files against both communities. Um, 9-11, classic one. Yep. Uh, yep. Hate against the Muslim community skyrocketed. During the COVID-19 pandemic, we had a lot of um, anti-Asian um, hate. Um, it's, it's, it truly is politically across the globe. What we see across upon the news across the world on social media, we get it here too. Um, no one is immune to hate. Um, any any community can be can be victim of it. Constable, we're often told with incidents like this, we only know a fraction of what's really going on because a lot of it doesn't get reported. Is, is that getting better? I mean, like we're talking about you know minority communities and things like that, where maybe the relationship with police is there's suspicion there, or it's not that well. I mean, do we know? Do we have a clear picture? And is that getting better? We do know that one in three Albertans um, have experienced hate. Uh, if we we look at the I guess the population of the province versus the stats that we see across the province being reported. We can definitely say that there is a massive underreporting. Yeah. Um, in Calgary specifically, we're, we have great relationships in the communities. We, we're always working on the relationships. We're out there all the time. Um, I always say the time of crisis is not the time to hand out my business card. I want those relationships with the community ahead of time, with community leaders, um, faith leaders, and so on. Um, I get calls from community leaders on the weekend and in the evening saying, I have a person in my community that necessarily doesn't trust the police or hasn't dealt with the police forces, I'm sure, or don't know that it's something worth reporting. But because we have those relationships, they come to me like for advice seeking me to step forward first and begin that process of reporting. Um, I think it's all about relationships. Uh, to quote yeah. our chief, he said that uh, trust is a currency in policing. It's, it's completely accurate. It's very true. And, and it and it is so important, right? I mean, that's how it everything stems from that. Absolutely, Constable. Thank you so much for being here today. I really do appreciate your time. Great insight. No, I appreciate the awareness. Yeah, thank you very much, Constable.